Today I want to talk about pre-birth wounds. This is a subject that many people never take into account when examining their lives, yet it is extremely significant when it comes to affecting the quality of your existence on earth. Most people have been taught to believe that the path of your life begins unfolding after birth, yet I'm going to assert that this is not the case, that the influential factors shaping you begin to come in much earlier. One thing that we've failed to do in many societies is care for mothers during their time of pregnancy. And by caring, I mean nurturing them, empowering them physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. See, the females of our species literally take it upon themselves to onboard new souls into the planet. They become vessels of pure cosmic energy and divine creation. They are essentially bringing forth and perpetuating humanity. Therefore, it's important that each mother is surrounded by energies that fulfill her, that remind her of this divine essence. Because everything that goes into her goes into the baby and goes into our human species. So we are creating the template for who and what we are through her. And I could go on about this all day, but let's just say that this is the time period for a woman during her pregnancy when we need to fill her with all of the love and good energies that we want to reproduce, that we want to experience more of in our world. But this doesn't happen very often in a lot of places. In fact, many women during this time period are treated very harshly. She may be pushed by the social system to work nonstop like a machine to surround herself with harmful chemicals. You know, in a capitalist society like ours, we've set up this kind of dog-eat-dog -dog world where people are scratching and clawing to get theirs and she must do the same. So subconsciously, she's worried about survival and safety. At the same time, she may be near people in the family or even a partner who hasn't done his own self-healing and so he's bringing all this dysfunction into the dynamic. So they're both kind of psychologically battered and pushing each other's buttons. There may be arguments, feelings of despair and disappointment, even physical violence in the most extreme cases. And what is that doing to the child? Just think about it. You see, in the womb, we are these vessels of pure potential that are being impressed upon constantly by what the mother is experiencing. And at the core level, we're all energetic beings surrounded by others who carry their own electromagnetic and ethereal fields. So these people, when they've picked up baggage and energetic distortions, we are mixing and commingling with them and through that process, our own energetic sovereignty is being breached. And those disruptive frequencies are throwing off our own signals of wholeness, health, love, and rejuvenation. So all that's going into the baby. So let's examine the impact of that. You know, there have been studies done to follow the children of parents who went through periods of starvation, of torment, of terror, of suffering. And these children throughout life, alternate until adulthood, will grow up carrying these feelings of never being safe, of being attacked. And often they will even develop to be much smaller and less capable physically than other people who came from parents that didn't go through the same kind of situations. Some of these adult children of parents who went through starvation, for instance, may hoard things. They may feel inappropriately attached to physical objects or even eat to the point of becoming obese because buried inside of their neurology is a fear that there will never be enough, that what they have will run out, that they're in danger of losing their bare essentials. And the people themselves are usually never able to identify these underlying fears. Because in the womb, we don't have language yet. We don't understand verbal cues or words or reason. But we have that emotional energetic experience which speaks volumes. 
And that nervous system memory morphs into belief systems that support the fears that were implanted before birth. You see, thoughts, experiences, life events, emotions, those are not words. Words are simply tools that we use to try and transmit our own internal experience into the minds and bodies of other people. But they are secondary symbols, not the experience itself, which is fundamental. In fact, think of it this way. An emotion is simply a sensory-based internal experience of some variant of thought frequency. It's a thought in the body. So the mother will have these thoughts and experience these fears, which all translate into a language that the very cells of her unborn child can understand. And also remember that all of these destructive ideas are not hers because thoughts don't simply stay inside of our heads. We transmit them out into their own field, their own bandwidth. Therefore, other people around the pregnant mother are giving their energy to her. And if they're petty or small-minded or suffer from self-hate, she gets that as well. And you see, all this becomes a cocktail that mixes together and is absorbed by the baby. A being that at that point is pure potential and is at its most vulnerable and impressionable condition in life. Let's look at another great example that exemplifies what I'm talking about. Studies have been done to follow the lives of children who have been adopted through foster care. Many will come into the foster system because their parents were on drugs or in violent, unsafe homes or living a very destructive lifestyle. Now, don't get it wrong and think that I'm in full support of these agencies that are supposedly there to protect children because they themselves create a lot of abusive situations. And I just don't want to get into that right now. But in some cases, it's justified for the child to be removed. Yet, during those first few weeks of life, there is an incredible bonding process taking place between the child and mother, and we're designed to go through and reinforce this connective process. Therefore, when the child is torn away from its mother during that time period, it goes through a tremendously traumatic experience. For one, the mother is going through extreme distress in most cases, which the child is also feeling because they are very connected. The child is also feeling this tearing away emotionally. That bond is being ripped and this leaves a wound and a void like no other. Now let's look at what happens after this takes place. The infant may be placed in a foster home within weeks. Sometimes he or she will be passed right into the arms of a waiting family. And that family will go on very often to adopt the child as their own. Therefore, the child only knows and remembers his or her adopted family. Yet, when you follow the same child throughout life, it is very, very common for it to have attachment issues, fears of abandonment, oppositional and defiant behavior, a fear that if they're not always being noticed, uh, reacted to, or heard, that they will cease to exist that they don't have this intrinsic bond with other people, but need to keep proving that it's there. And they'll take this attitude into their schooling process, into the job force, and create these situations where, get this, their behavior will actually push people away. Therefore, it's the self-fulfilling prophecy of, I fear I'll be abandoned, therefore I need to control other people's attention, which they won't like that, and therefore they will push me away or abandon me. And that proves that my fear was justified. Can you see how all of these ideas and falsehoods that we pick up can just twist our lives into a knot? But see, the person doing this and going through this 
wants to feel whole. They want to feel complete and bonded with other people, but don't know how. Because the memory itself, if you recall, it's not something that they can actually point a finger to. It doesn't exist in words or in rational thought. It exists in the energy system of the being, in the emotional body. And the person may go through a long period of talking through these things with the therapist if they actually have some knowledge of their own history. And through that process, they may uncover and break down some of these pillars that have been holding up or holding together their philosophies about life which aren't working. Yet, in the work that I do, the process can happen much more quickly and be much more complete. Basically, we cancel out the frequency of abandonment, of fear that's stuck inside the body. And when that stuff isn't there, the human being, which is multidimensional, is designed to operate perfectly. I'm going to give you a metaphor to explain this. Let's say that there is a clog in the drain of your bathroom sink. And this thing has built up over time. You don't know how it started. There may be hair, grime, sludge, hard mineral deposits, all backed up in your piping. Now you can go underneath the sink and take this whole thing apart. You can take it apart pipe by pipe to pinpoint where the exact location of each blockage is. Or you could take a natural solvent. By running through the solution, which we could say is on a higher frequency, the sludge and grime and buildup just dissolves. It can't stand up to it. No kind of clog or dysfunction or disruption can stand up to that force. So you can clear things out very quickly. You can reorganize and recalibrate the system to work naturally and perfectly as it's designed to. And this works well because remember, in this particular dimension that we like to call the present moment, which we are most uh, aware and cognizant of, that experience from the past does not exist. It's not the here and now. Therefore, there are only the energetic traces, the emotional residue and, and energy fields that are still stuck in the being somewhere and somehow. However, it can also be very important and essential sometimes to add in a mental understanding of how these ideas were formed, of how the person's thinking process and philosophy for life went off track. Because people need that sometimes and it helps the integration uh, come in more fully and, and be fully accepted. But the power, the real power is in clearing it out, is in dissolving it, not in reminiscing. So you see, this is why I'm very passionate about this work. Because it can change lives so quickly and so powerfully. And really transform your entire world and life moving forward. So if you suffer from some kind of recurring problem that you just can't put a finger on the reasoning for it. You don't know why it's there, yet this situation keeps reappearing over and over again in your life and you'd like to heal it, you'd like to clear it out completely, then I welcome you to schedule a call with me where we can just talk and see if I can help you do just that. Uh, rid yourself of this problematic situation so that it never comes back and you can actually experience yourself as the powerful and magnificent being that you were always meant to be. So the link to schedule a call should be in the description no matter where you listen to this. I look to hopefully talking with you someday if that's appropriate, but in any case, I wish you a fantastic day and rest of your life.